And like Mike Johnson also asks here, who do you think is going to be quarterback one moving forward? So I'll let you guys all give your takes uh, right now. Who's going to be Florida State starting quarterback facing Wake Forest on Saturday night? Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dogs. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We, we have a stacked <laughs> group with us tonight. Uh, joining us, we have Austin Beasy. He covers, he's our uh, pretty much our lead basketball uh, guy at NoelGameDay.com. Used to be, I mean, it's a mix of Dustin, right, Dustin? It's a mix of you and um, I'm Austin. giving Austin the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but going to be there to be a... a of assistance, but with, with as much as he's written, uh, I think so. But I want to introduce you guys to Austin. He is going to be covering basketball for us this year. He's already started off an incredible uh, amount of content uh, at Uh I don't know how many pieces now, but I know there's got to be close to 10,000 words uh, freaking written. Um, More than that. Yeah, I think it's closer to 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, but yeah, what's up, Austin? Not much, man. How you doing? Doing, doing good. He also does do some football stuff for us too. So it's kind of all his main focus, though, is basketball. Uh, Fisher is going to be joining us in a few. We're going to get to the football stuff in a little bit. Uh, the main part we kind of want to go over first uh, is is the Scotty Barnes commitment, a five star, big time, big time. Uh, commitment for Florida State. Uh, we're going to go over that in a second. As always, guys, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. We're also on YouTube. We see a lot of subscriptions going on over there. I never knew people listened to podcasts on YouTube. I thought that was just only for video, but it's happening. Got a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of our followers heading over there. So uh, more the merrier. The easier we can get to your guys' phones or ears. <laughs> Sounds weird, but. Uh, Whatever is easier for you guys. And if you're on iTunes, feel free to rate us five stars, leave a review. It always helps a lot. Um, helps us grow and get to more listeners. Um, but I said we jump into it. we got a lot to talk about in this podcast. We're going to talk about Scotty Barnes. Go over his commitment, what it means to Florida State. A big Leonard Hamilton pickup there. Uh, and they're going to go over the Clemson game. I mean, Dustin went over an instant reaction right after the game on Saturday night. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and Great have time. all of us. Yeah, that was fun. Make sure you guys go listen to that. We're going to talk about the Clemson game, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about Jalen Ramsey's trade with Rams, uh, a decommitment Florida State had today, and recording this on Tuesday. And then we're going to go through a little bit of the Monday mailbag and some questions that we have there. 
And then at the very end, we'll go through a, a, a short kind of preview for the Wake Forest game and try to talk about some of the main concerns going into it and the biggest questions. So I say we jump right into it uh, and, and get after it. So on Monday, Scotty Barnes committed to Florida State, uh, a five-star guy, extremely, extremely talented, which kind of – didn't it kind of come out of nowhere, Austin? Yeah, none of us were expecting this. I was expecting it closer to his buddy Jalen Green's decision on Christmas Day, but this came out of nowhere. Christmas comes early. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> what is this like? Just give me, just give me your initial thoughts. I know you've probably watched some film on him, but what what does this guy to people who have not been able to? Because I'm not, a, I don't, I'm not crazy that big in the basketball, but it's starting to change, and I think that's happening for a lot of the fan base at Florida State. Uh, Leonard Hamilton is bringing a lot of attention to the program, but for fans, you know, that might not be fully into it yet. Uh, what does this kind of guy bring to the table for Florida State basketball? The first thing that stands out for him is how athletic and how much he's willing to commit to the defensive end. Usually with top 10 prospects, you're expecting them to put up 30, 35 points a game in high school. He's putting up 15 points, five assists, seven rebounds. You don't see that from top 10 players, but he's such a great defender. He's going to slide in perfectly at point guard. Yeah, I mean, just adding to his point, he's a twitchy athlete. And throw down some crazy dunks and, you know, paired with a potential Malachi Weidman on the court, Florida State is going to be throwing down some slams out there. And obviously there's countless other guys across the roster that have some uh, ops as well. But, I mean, really the, the main thing about Scotty is I want to see him take the, the next step. And that's just knocking down the deep ball at a little bit of a higher clip. Right now he shoots at about 35%. He can push it up there to that 38, 39%, maybe even 40%. That would just take his game to a whole nother level. And going off of that, not even just percentage, just taking it more in 20 games with USA Basketball, he only took nine threes. If he can take one a game, that helps a lot. Yeah. And what y'all were talking about, too, with a lot of dunks and also talking about Malachi Weidman. I've watched enough on him. We posted enough clips of him, too. On our Instagram page, uh, that dude's wild. But just thinking about how much of the audience that it'll bring to the Tucker Center. I mean, you're bringing in guys that put on a show. It's kind of been a show a little bit too for the last couple of years. I mean, it, to me, it's extremely fun. It was fun watching Terrence Mann uh, and Cabin Gelly play, uh, but watching Terrence Mann give it up to uh, Kumaji at least felt like five times a game. That uh, was entertaining to me. But what going going into like we talked about before recording this, but to you guys, what what's the biggest is this one of the biggest commits since who? It's the second highest rated commit since John Isaac, but John Isaac didn't have the connections to the Jalen Green type players. So you could argue it's the biggest commitment as of now in Florida State's history. Yeah, I mean I'd have to agree with Austin there. Uh Really, the only commit that I could think of that was kind of on this level was maybe Dwayne Bacon when he came out of Oak Hill. I mean, I know that was a really exciting time for the Florida State basketball program. And honestly, or obviously bringing in Barnes opens up even more doors than what Bacon opened. And and Jalen Green, I know you talked about it there, Austin, for a second, but 
Jalen Green is close with Scotty Barnes. Um, and what is he, number three player in the 2020 class, if I'm correct? Correct. Okay. And, um, you know, what, what's, you know, now that's the speculation, the hope now for FSU fans, I'm sure the staff, you know, could Green, you know, could Barnes be able to bring Green with them to Tallahassee? Is, is you think that's actually a possibility, Austin? It's certainly possible, and the fact that Oregon's flying out an assistant coach, I think either today or tomorrow, to see him, that only heightens expectations. I, mm-hmm. I still think it's not very likely he comes to Florida State. Uh, well, let's look ahead a little bit, too, uh, to the 2020 season with him and guys that are also coming in with him. Dustin, talk just, I know we were talking about it before the poll. We talked a lot about it before we started recording, but the excitement that season is going to bring alone, not only, you know, coming into this season, but 2020 could be pretty special for Florida state and Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, obviously it's looking like Florida state is going to bring in a excellent 2020 recruiting class headlined by Barnes. And and you still got guys who are going to return on, on Florida state's current roster. MJ Walker's only a junior. Devin Vassell's a sophomore. You've got a couple of talented freshmen Obviously, there's potential for Patrick Williams to potentially go pro after this year, but Raekwon Gray, Malik Osborne, Anthony Polite, a lot of these guys are going to be back next year, and you know that just shows the type of program that Coach Hamilton has built. Year in and year out, you have experienced veterans to fill in alongside the couple of talented freshmen that come in. Any, any notes, any take on that, Austin? No, you hit the nail on the head. That 2020-2021 teams looking like arguably the deepest team Florida State's had. You bring in Sarder Calhoun, who's one of the best shooters in the JUCO ranks, plus Malachi Wyman, plus Zimafe. He reclassified for this class. He's coming in. So that team's going to be unbelievably deep. Seems like a lot of potential for a very switchable defense. A lot of guys oh, yeah. that can guard multiple positions. Absolutely. So a week from today, Florida State is going to pretty much start their season. Uh, they got their first exhibition game against Barry University. Dustin wanted me to let all the podcast listeners know uh, this is where he got one of his, what was it, an offer? Uh, oh, it's got Barry. like a recruiting letter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, okay, Dustin wanted me to let everybody know that he got a recruiting letter from Barry University. But uh, thanks for putting is, that out there. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, but yeah, Florida State will play their first exhibition game against them. Austin, just tell me what you've been hearing, kind of, uh, and what you kind of expect. We're going to go into a full preview, of course, uh, once the season kind of starts kicking a little bit. Uh, but give me what you think, you know, the feel is around this team because there's some guys, there's some skilled guys that are coming back to. I'm very, I've been high on Trent Forrest. For a couple of years now, I'm very excited about him. We know what Vassell brings to the table. I think I'm interested to see how Gray comes through this year, too. I think he's a, he's a big boy, and he has some potential. And I, I liked how he was progressing throughout the end of the season. Uh, but just give me your your thoughts and what you might be hearing right now, Austin, heading into that exhibition game. Uh, first off, the defense is going to be off the chains. Ooh. Dealing with analytics uh, that I've put in my articles the last few weeks, the guys that are coming back are studs defensively. Trent Forrest, Devin Vassell, Raekwon Gray, they were all at the top of last year's team in terms of defensive plus minus, how they're impacting the box score, how they're getting steals, blocks, turnovers, et cetera. 
So defensively, this team is going to be unbelievable. And then offensively, you're replacing yeah, you're replacing Terrence Mann and Fiondu Cabangeli and Phil Kofer, but you're replacing those guys with even better shooters. And even better shooters are going to open up the floor even more. So it's going to be a more consistent offense and an unbelievable defense, arguably the best we've had since Bernard James left. Wow. Dustin, any any thoughts from your type or your end? Yeah, I mean, like Austin said, there's a lot to be excited about with this team heading into the season. Really, the the main worry for me is just that big man rotation. Obviously, you brought in Dominic O in the offseason. Honestly, I, I cannot pronounce his last name. Austin, do you know it? You know how to pronounce it? Uh, Olejnizak, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, and also you you uh, bring in Balsa. Kopravika, true freshman center. So really, those are your your two centers this season. Obviously, you've got Malik Osborne, who can probably flex between that four and five spot a little bit. And I'm just I'm excited to see how those bigs progress because we don't we don't really know a lot about them. And shout out to my guy Harrison Prieto, who's a walk on, but I'm expecting him to get some minutes. He got some minutes last year against Tulane and someone else. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see he, him and if Dominic and Balsa get into foul trouble. He looked good last year. I remember going to the Georgia Tech game and Harrison throwing down a dunk. So yeah, he got yeah, a dunk at the so. end of the game. <laughs> what about Patrick Williams? Man, Patrick's he's special. Yeah, Everything I've really been hear hearing. Yeah, I, I just didn't hear his name tonight because I, I I see him around campus. Um, I just want to hear some stuff about him. Everything I've been hearing about him is special. His ability to score from all three levels, his length. He's gonna be. Very, he's a perfect player for Coach Hamilton's system. If Coach Hamilton could build a player, it's Patrick Williams. Mm. Yeah, and just to add to that, I mentioned Dwayne Bacon earlier. I think Patrick Williams is a player sort of similar in that kind of mold, except he brings more on the defensive end than uh, Bacon did. And I think he's a better three-point shooter than Bacon was, at least yeah, at this yeah, stage absolutely. in their careers. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, we... As you can tell, uh, I think we might have a lot of ba- basketball co- content coming to you guys from here. The spear. Uh, once we that will. starts, yes, we will. We'll do more than we ever have before. That kind of goes the same with baseball. We're going to try to hit a lot of the other sports other than football um, because I know there's a lot of different fan bases for each. Uh, but basketball should still be exciting to watch this season and most certainly in the future and in the 2022 with these cats. Uh, but now. We will move on from that. I would also suggest before moving on, I would definitely go check out Austin's pieces. You can find them at nolgamedy.com. If you want to just sit down and read, grab a coffee, grab food, <laughs> make sure you sit down and you have time. The analysis and if you like statistics and all that kind of, if you like the nerdy stuff, the the good meat in there, that is all him. He's put down, he's put down a lot of great previews and they're in different sections um and he gives you every angle uh, of a good preview that you would need for florida state basketball heading into the season so definitely go check that out he's been phenomenal so far uh and he definitely deserves getting some more views on those all right well now it's time we talk some clumsy can we let fisher out of the uh cage is he allowed to come out you there fisher oh just took a little nap Usually we don't let Mississippi people join the podcast, but we'll make an exception. Jeez, I just I don't, don't know your issues, man. I just I just have to do it now. It's just Dustin's going to end up getting his career job in Mississippi. Well, this, this is 
I hope you end up in Mississippi one day. Actually, I hope you do because it's a wonderful place. So if you do, it'd be great for you. Wonderful's a stretch. <laughs> now you got Austin. Here we go. Dang, Austin <laughs> first comes time on the first time. time. Yeah. I, was my throat. I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Fisher's joining us. If you don't know, he is our lead graphic designer. He might be – he might – know his graphics and everything, but he also knows his ball. Um, he's been doing graphics for us for, shoot, four years now. Maybe no, more than that. Well, five. Maybe five. Yeah, I guess we started before the site was created, and that was 2014 when the site launched. So I think it was 2013, somewhere around there. Um, but, yeah, that's Fisher. Um, Dustin's here with us, our lead writer, and also Austin, our lead guy, covering basketball. Um, and I'm Logan and – Nothing too special. <laughs> Nothing too special. Um, so let's talk some Clemson stuff. So like I said, me and Dustin did an instant reaction. You guys can go listen to that. Uh, but now we can kind of sit back. We watched film. We've seen social media. We've heard the players talk afterwards. Um, one thing that kind of, and, and I want to get y'all's thoughts too, but and we'll bring it up. But, you know, it seems like the theme is that Florida State didn't quit and they were playing their hardest, and they still got the living. Um, I think we're going to have to move this to explicit soon. we have to figure this out, but they got the uh, living crap beat out of them. But y'all give me y'all's thoughts. I can start it with Fisher since he's fresh and ready to go after his nap. But what do you think <laughs> about that game? Because it, it was not so special. Um. I just thought Florida State did not execute whatsoever, pretty much in, in any facet of the game on Saturday. Um, that's It's pretty harsh, but FSU by far had their worst performance. Um, definitely on offense. Um, Florida State only recorded 253 yards of total offense, um, 150 yards passing, and 103 rushing. Um, really just not a whole lot going for Florida State. They were... Two of thirteen on for on third down, uh, which is just miserable. Um, and so, uh, really, you know, frustrating to see the miss the missed throws by Blackman and Hordybrook. Um, I thought Florida State had at least two plays on the field that they left that that were touchdowns. One being the uh, it was it was a uh, Hornybrook was it Trayshawn or was it or was it Terry Dustin? I remember we were talking about it. I believe it was uh, Treshawn. It was a Treshawn. Um, the, a, th- a throw, I think it might have resulted in a, in a, in a, in a pick. Um, yeah, so that was <laughs> down. And, and, and then Blackman missing missing Cam, um, where it looked like Cam you know, had, had just green grass ahead of him. Um, so leaving, leaving plays out there, and, and um, you know, it was clear to see that the guys were uh, extremely frustrated, especially Blackman. Um, you know, every drive you could just see the frustration um, coming off the sideline or going running to the sideline, I should say. Um,
Uh, of course, I do think Florida State would have played a little bit better. Maybe if there wasn't a a bye week, um, I think they're doing good with their momentum, and it kind of died off. And uh, we kind of were worried about that with the preview uh, last week. But you know, Clemson came into this game pissed off. We couldn't hear it enough from ESPN that you know they wanted to have as many points as they could on the board, and they wanted to make a statement and. You know, it, it sucks that, it, you know, the, it's Florida State that gets uh, them being pissed off and, and coming after. But I don't know. I, I feel like they are a ways behind Clemson. I just try to say stuff that's straight up. I don't want to BS anything. But, I mean, Florida State was playing second and third string guys, and that's how things started moving. Uh, and I, I didn't like how Kendall Bryles was working that game whatsoever. When you, when you, whenever you need, when you're on, third and second or even third and ones and you're still throwing four yards behind the line of scrimmage five yards behind the line of scrimmage i i just i i don't really understand but yeah y'all give me all th- y'all's thoughts too how far away is florida state from clemson right now well um <laughs> i believe clemson has outscored florida state 106 to 24 over the last two games hmm. that they played each other in 59 to 10, and now 45 to 14. Wait, my math is off there. <laughs> Not my major. Not my major, so it doesn't matter. But no, um, either right. way, they've scored a lot. Florida State scored a little. Yeah. This rivalry has been trending in the wrong direction a little bit ever since those dominant Florida State teams in 2013 and 14. Florida State hasn't beat Clemson in, uh, since since 2014, so... Then five straight losses for Florida State. I think it's going to be at least another three before this rivalry starts getting competitive again. Like really, really competitive close games that go down into the fourth quarter and aren't over right after the national anthem. But really, I mean, Florida State's got to fix its offensive line, which, you know, we all know is easier said than done after what we saw last year. And the incremental improvements we've seen this year. And then defensively, I, I really do think there's got to be a change coaching-wise for the defense to get where Willie Taggart wants it to go. Yeah, I agree with Dustin. I think Florida State is um, four years behind Clemson, um, four years away from uh, you know really competing with Clemson and it, it being a, a pretty you know evenly matched. Um, you know, all, all things considering Clemson stays, you know, where they're at and Florida state, um, you know, can kind of, can kind of, kind of meet them. Um, yeah, I think it would take four years to really catch up with Clemson at this point. Um, you just simply don't have the players to match Clemson. Um, it's not even a matter of, you know, Florida state just, I mean, they're, they're playing poorly, but they just don't have the players, especially on the offensive line to, to hold their own against Clemson. Um, and and it's just a matter of getting getting guys in the program and, and recruiting and and that's really the only way to turn it around at this point. Uh, and Clemson has really shown uh, no sign of regression. Uh, Clemson has a lot of talent in the works. Uh, their recruiting class this year is is unreal. Uh, it's insane how much talent they they've got coming into to Clemson. And you know, as soon as Trevor Lawrence leaves, you got another five star stepping in um, at, at quarterback as well. So. Uh, no sign of, of Clemson, and um, who knows, could could be even more than, than in four years, but definitely a ways away. Yeah, I, I agree with you all, four or five years away. I think some people forget how long Dabo Swinney's been there. 
and how long he's been able to build that program up. Um, he's had time to bring in guys and bring in depth. It's going to take a while for Florida State to get anywhere close to that level. Without a doubt. So now this we're going to remind. Sorry, this is going to remind fans of uh, Florida State Miami rivalry in recent years, but uh, the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now I'm looking forward to having our Twitter be uh, tweeted at us 20,000 times saying this was a depressing pod. I've seen a lot of podcasts get a lot of heat this week, but there's nothing good to say. You gotta, I mean, you got to have some kind of reality. I mean, nothing good to say. It is what it is. It is what it is. I know. You know, a lot of people want the niceness niceness but i mean it's the absolute reality right now no sugar coated no rainbows no lollipops over here i mean florida state tried their hardest and they got absolutely just a lot of words could be said about it just save that uh, for another time when we have explicit here the spirit here's spirit night after uh, after dark is what we need to start (laughs) so dustin can just (laughs) unravel himself all right mom (laughs) <laughs> yeah mom your mom listens to this you better say hey to your mom hey mom there we go how's it going <laughs> all right um let's see so yeah we'll, we'll, we have some money mailbag questions that kind of go back to this clemson game i think people have heard enough seen enough so we're not going to just keep beating a dead horse here um that was just it's just a tough loss it, it was even tougher than i think a lot of us thought it would be we all thought force would lose this game but it was just really worse um it was a slaughter yeah um kind of going with this now and maybe we might see a trend i i don't know it just depends on how good willie taggart is as a recruiter but florida state today this is tuesday we're recording this florida state lost a, a, a commitment from a four-star defensive back, Jalen Harrell. Um, and tell me tell me how big this is, Dustin, for Florida State, because, you know, what has been going on lately, you know, uh, the trend for them is that they're able to keep these guys on board. You know, that's not that great of a season, but they're able to keep them here, and that's something Willie Taggart is trying to, of course, keep that continuing thing going. But... Jalen Harrell is a talented defensive back, um, and I know we put out a piece, multiple pieces about him, but just give me your thoughts, Dustin, on uh, could this, you know, the commitment here from Harrell start something, start some kind of rolling factor into other guys decommitting? Um, you know, I don't really think so. I think a lot of this Tribe 20 class, they're, they're really close together. They're always talking in the group chat and, you know, most of them are, are still supporting Florida State on Twitter and honoring their commitments. I think this was just a situation where, you know, maybe J- Jalen Harrell wasn't comfortable after what he saw Saturday. This might have been a little bit more reactionary. Maybe not. But, um, you know, at the end of this, I do think this could end up being a net positive for Florida State, not because Jalen Harrell isn't a good player, but the Seminoles brought in six defensive backs in the class of 2019. They still have four committed in the 2020 class, even with Harrell's decommitment. So maybe a, a loss like this with Harrell can lead to a gain on maybe the offensive line going forward. Maybe that opens up an extra scholarship for a talented offensive lineman, which honestly I think Florida State could use a little bit more than a cornerback right now. Well, I say we jump into 
a little bit of the Monday mailbag. Dustin puts these out every week. Uh, we take questions from you guys through Instagram or Twitter. Um, but I think we're going to try to introduce this kind of segment to the podcast every week. I think it's pretty interesting. We get some good questions from you guys and creates a good conversation. So uh, we'll start off with number one, which has also been a pretty hot topic this week. And let you guys just give your opinions on it if you want. If you want in on it, just speak away. But uh, this comes from all thrills from Instagram. He asks, does Jordan Travis get any reps this year? Don't be shy. Uh, uh, I'm going to say no unless uh, both Blackman and Hornybrook have injuries. Um, do you think, or do you think I mean, he gets a rep from Al- like the Alabama State game? Like he might get actually, 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 yeah. No, I, I could. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking about like stepping in and actually playing. But if we're talking about just like garbage time, then I yeah. could easily see a situation. Where, where Florida State is is up a lot and, and you know definitely it can't hurt to, to throw him in there so I mean I could easily see that but I mean as far as like Jordan Travis taking meaningful snaps no I don't see that unless um, unless injury bad injuries fall upon Blackman or Hornibrook. yeah I mean what Fisher said maybe Alabama State other than that probably not yeah and I'd, I'd agree with what's been said I just I know a lot of fans want it, but a different quarterback doesn't always mean a better quarterback. No, no. that's It's just bad quarterback play. It was also the worst play they've had all season. So I think it's a lot of talk. I do think maybe Alabama State, uh, garbage time at the end. Um, he might get some, some reps in there. Uh, but, yeah, that was just the question about getting reps, not about starting – uh, let's go to this one, which is also a pretty interesting one. We're getting some good ones here. Uh, when will Jeff Sims play next year? So uh, Jeff Sims is a four-star quarterback. Uh, he, he's had an average season uh, in yeah. high school right now. Uh, one thing that he's got to work on is accuracy. Um, but you tell me, guys, uh, will I guess I mean will Jeff Sims play next year? at all yeah i mean i'm just gonna go kind of what i already said in, in the uh the mailbag but i don't really think we're gonna see jeff sim get a shot next year he's a quarterback that really needs a development year he's to get his accuracy his, his arm strength up a little bit also he's still his body is still developing so kind of needs a year in that strength and conditioning program the the year blackman didn't really get since he was thrust into action as a true freshman, but, you know, just thinking about the quarterback situation in 2020, you're going to have a redshirt junior in Blackman who's likely going to take another step forward, maybe even multiple steps forward this, this off season. So I don't think we'll see Jeff Sims maybe in some uh, mop-up duty. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Sims is, is a, is a player who, uh, you know he's he's definitely talented, but I think you know he's not ready to to be a collegiate starter as it is, and that's no knock on him. It's just you know, yeah. not not every high school quarterback is. Um, sorry, there's really weird sounds coming out of outside of my apartment. That was really scary. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, sorry, uh, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, Mississippi for you. I don't know what I, I don't know what is going on. It sounds like a pack of dogs is like barking. Like, like twenty dogs are just like barking their heads off. I don't uh, know. What's I wanna, going. You might want to see what's going on. Out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really concerning. Uh, I'm gonna keep moving though. Um, yeah, James Blackman is. Uh, I mean, still has two years of eligibility left. Um, could potentially be your starter in in 2020 and 2021. Um, and so, yeah, no. <laughs> I want to. I want to see one here, and that question uh, came from OJ dot Clout from Instagram. Hey, uh, you're finally free. <laughs> Welcome to Twitter. <laughs> Welcome. Great job, Dustin, for putting that on all of us now. Great. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm not Logan Robinson, by the way. Um, let's see. Uh, let's get away from some quarterback talk here. I don't. I know I don't have this one on the draft for us, but we have a lot of quarterback questions. But, um. <laughs> when this comes from Landon Basketball 2, he asks, When do you think our football team will make the top 25? <laughs> and just for what Dustin, this is what Dustin responded on the article. He said, <laughs> It's going to be a minute. And that was all he gave. <laughs> That's all he What gave. else can you say? I mean, no. What's I the mean, guy I want me to say? Maybe next preseason. <laughs> but <laughs> never know after week one. Well, well, after Doubtful. like what, yeah, after what Corey Durden said, Florida State tweeted nine and three. I don't mm. really care what Corey Durden's tweeted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said delete it, that while no, he still no, can. He told, he told us nine and three though. <laughs> told who? Told his followers. Told Null Nation nine and well, three. Well, unfollow him. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a checkup on Fisher if his legs aren't bit off yet? I'm kind of nervous. He's got his mic muted. He might be getting his arms and legs bit off. Oh, Lord. (laughs) It's all all good, guys. It didn't sound good. good. All right, good. That was the bones. I think a couple of dogs got into a fight. Dogs got the dog. In the uh, the court. I was about to say, it sounded like your bones were cracking. They really got your legs that time. Um, all right, so let's go on to this one. Is what we kind of talked about this one earlier. This is from Chosen Chosen None two twenty four. He asks, uh, "Is Willie Chosen One?" Okay, sorry, Chosen None. <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. Eleven thirty at night. Eleven thirty at night. Uh, I had is, that issue too. Sorry. We we talked about it before, and and I think this is time where we kind of predict who we think will be the starting quarterback against Wake Forest, because we're about to jump into that preview. But is Willie Tiger going to continue rotating quarterbacks? And like Mike Johnson also asks here, who do you think is going to be quarterback one moving forward? So I'll let you guys all give your takes uh, right now. Who's going to be Florida State starting quarterback facing Wake Forest on Saturday night? Well, I'll, I'll make sure to let you guys know once we get to the Wake Forest preview. <laughs> silent. Oh, Wow. Such great analysis. Wow. <laughs> That's a basketball guy for you there. Well, since I'm the other basketball guy, I'll say James Blackman, just uh-huh. to go away from Dustin. Uh, I just I think he's a better fit for what we're trying to do. 
um, and I think he's got the better arm talent. And both both quarterbacks are average. Neither one's that much better than the other. So I'll, I'll stick with Blackman. Yeah, I I completely agree with Austin. Um, it's not like Florida State is having some great season, and I mean, we we've, we saw on Saturday. I don't think there's a clear separation between either guy, and I think Blackman. Uh, gives you your best chance to win and, and he fits your system and um, you know Hornybrook's going to be gone after this year and Blackman's still going to be there so uh, Blackman's got to be your starter going forward yeah I just want to make sure these guys didn't copy me it's going to be Blackman ring the bell <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable unreal unreal Dustin I knew that was coming too uh, I'm going to go with Hornybrook no I'm just kidding <laughs> I I, I you know, we could think it, though, and we, we've said this about this coaching staff, too. I, I don't know what to predict with them. I, I really don't. I do think of that your best chance to win and play better on offense is under Blackman. I think it was just a terrible weekend for both. I think it was a terrible just day for both players and coaches. It was just awful. Um, and I do think they will bounce back this Saturday, and I think James Blackman will – uh, should be the starter. I just don't know what to predict with Willie Taggart and Kendall Browse. I don't know what kind of page they're on, if one likes the other, kind of how Walt Bell was with DeAndre Francois Blackman last year. From what we've heard, there was kind of some argument, arguing going on there. Um, so I, I don't know what to like predict, really. But in my opinion, I, I would think that uh, uh, Florida State and, and Willie Taggart and Browse should go with uh, James Blackman um, and stretch the field and gives some more room for Cam Akers to run. So it wouldn't surprise me to see either one of them walk out there on Saturday. No, not no. at all. No, just the rotating thing is, has got to stop. That's so confusing for this offense. I mean, we were concerned about it when we started hearing about it. What was it? The in what game was it? NC State game. Uh, yes. About the rotating, yeah. Um, and I was like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. And obviously it just kind of just went kaboom against Clemson, as it probably should have been. Um, so, yeah, Florida State's got to stick with one quarterback moving forward, like you guys talked about earlier. All right, so let's jump into the Wake Forest preview right now. Florida State is going to travel Two week fours. They're going to play at 7:30 on the good old ACC network. That should be exhilarating. Um, gotta love it. Wait, are you serious? I'm showing it right here on. Yeah, I think I believe that's ACC network. Am I wrong, Dustin or I mean Dustin, uh, Austin and Fisher? I don't think I'm I. Just, am. I'm just sad. I don't. I got Comcast. Pretty sure it's ACC <laughs> network. You better find you a YouTube trial. <laughs> So uh, this is a this is another pretty interesting game to me. Their Wake Forest is five and one. Florida State's heading this three and three. Uh, Wake Forest most recently lost uh, to Louisville in a high scoring game that just was never going to end. But they lost finally this the first loss of the season. Wake Forest lost under Clawson. Um, their starting quarterback is actually dealing with an injury right now. Uh, he's questionable. Jamie Newman. Uh, is is kind of it's unclear right now if he'll be available to play against Florida State on Saturday. But you know we talked about it before the podcast, and I talked about it with you, Dustin. Is, you know 
Sam Hartman came to Florida State last year and was the starting quarterback. Or was he starting the whole entire game? I know he played against Florida State, but he's played against the Knowles, and he's had some experience there um, playing against Barnett. Um, So I say we just jump right into it. Can Florida State score enough to keep up with Wake Forest offense? Uh, Wake Forest is ranked 12th uh, in the country in points per game, sitting about an average of 40. Uh, On the flip side, though, uh, they allow opponents about 28 points a game. That's 76th in the country. So this should be maybe another high-scoring game. Uh, It depends, I think, on how Florida State defense wants to show up uh, but can Florida State score enough to keep up with Wake Forest offense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, really, they just they just ran into a brick wall last weekend in Clemson. They're not going to play an elite, another defense that good in, until the final game of the regular season against Florida. So, you know, going into this game, I really think this is the contest that we see Florida State's offense get back on track, especially if they go to one quarterback instead of two, like we talked about. On on the flip side, Wake Forest is also going to put up a lot of points. So Wake Forest uh, lost 61-58 last week. I could see I could see a game getting around 80 total points or so on Saturday. Yeah, Dustin, I think you're pretty spot on. I think this is going to be uh, definitely a shootout. Um, Logan, you kind of mentioned uh, a few stats. Uh, Wake Forest is fourth in the nation in total offense at 540 yards a game. Um, and then, like you said, they're 88th in total defense. So, um, you know, clearly the offense is the strength of this team. Um, Florida State is going to put up points, hopefully. Um, you know, Clemson was Clemson. Uh, Wake Forest is nothing like Clemson at all. Um, Florida State should be able to rely on guys like Terry, uh, and DJ and Cam to just use their athleticism and make plays. Uh, I don't think you need to really, ha- you don't really have to throw together a brilliant game plan to put up points against Wake Forest, especially with the players that you have. Um, so definitely expect a, a high scoring shootout. Um, and it's really going to come down to can Florida State get stops? Can Florida State defense get off the field uh, and maybe force a couple turnovers while they're at it? Yeah, we've seen the offense do well against lesser defenses and NC State and Louisville. I'd, ex- I'd expect. Probably 90, 95 total points, honestly. Ooh, big numbers, big numbers. <laughs> Fun, makes it more exciting. On the ACC Network, Dustin's favorite provider. Love them. <laughs> All right, um, this is a pretty interesting one, uh, and I think there might be like an, an obvious answer here. I don't know, you, you guys might have different opinions. So, you know, we know... Uh, Helton's done for the year, leg injury, uh, was, plays a vital role on, on the field, uh, was a big target for uh, Blackman and also Hornibrook, but, you know, he had, he has, I think he still has a high ceiling, but best of luck with him with that injury, man. Uh, looked tough, uh, just a bad, bad luck uh, scenario. But now looking to it, who steps in for, for Helton's spot? Who do you think is going to be that guy uh, that gives some production for Florida State and whichever quarterback is taking snap on Saturday moving forward? Yeah, first off, I just want to say I'm absolutely sick for, for Keyshawn Helton. Uh, really have enjoyed watching him over his first two seasons 
Seminole, and you know he was the he was the lowest rated player in uh, the first class that Taggart brought into Florida State, and he's really epitomized what you can do. You just grind and, and work hard, and you know look at him now. Even though he's out for the rest of the season, next season he'll be right there in the mix to be a starter, a wide receiver again. But um, going forward, obviously this changes Florida State's passing game a little bit. I really do think we're going to see a guy like Ontario Wilson step up in the slot. So far this season, he's had 16 catches for 189 yards and a touchdown. Former, former high school teammate of Tamori Ontario, it'd be really exciting to watch the two blossom alongside each other. Uh, yeah, man. Keisha Helton is just the kind of player that Florida State desperately needed. Um, from his worth from his work ethic to the leadership that he brings um, to even his play on the field you know he's he's a, a great player in addition to what he brings as a leader um, losing him is uh, a tough little swallow especially after losing a guy like Jaden Lars would be um, two guys who who really embody what this team what this program needs uh, so you know want to get that out of the way just sickening for those guys but um, you know, if we know anything about them, we know that they're going to come back and, and, and work their tail off to get back uh, next season. Um, as far as replacing his production goes, um, Keyshawn Helton was your second most productive receiver this year, uh, where it stands right now, uh, right behind Tamori and Terry. Uh, 17 receptions, 239 yards. Uh, and so in my mind, the guys that you're going to be looking at to really step up and replace his production are DJ Matthews. Uh, I think is the biggest candidate to to kind of shine. And, and he, Helton has not been too terribly, uh, not a lot more productive than DJ, but um, DJ is one of those guys that I thought, I think people have expected more from and at times hasn't, hasn't always uh, shined. And and, uh, and a lot of times it's not really his fault. Um, but DJ is a guy that, that you really hope can come on in the last, you know, the six game stretch and uh, really be productive. And, and alongside of DJ is Trayshawn Harrison. Uh, a guy who, who, in, in the same fashion, people have really high expectations and hopes for. Um, so if you can get those two guys going, um, you know, replacing that production, I don't think is a is a huge issue. But uh, what Helton brings, just his mentality, it's a it's a it's a massive loss, and I don't think that you can replace that. Yeah, seeing him walk into practice today with that brace on his leg was it was sickening, but also really neat to see that the culture is changing. Um, speed recovery to him, obviously. Trayshawn Harrison was going to be the name I threw out, so uh, good to see him get some mention. I think he's the next guy up. I'm going to go to the last one on here. Um, well, yeah, I mean, before we get to our score predictions, but y'all give me y'all's three keys uh, for how Florida State, how they can win this game. What are y'all's three major keys uh, for getting Florida State to beat Wake Forest, which is still considered an upset. Florida State is still the underdog heading to Wake Forest. I mean, 2019, this is what's happening, but Florida State is an underdog Wake Forest. Y'all give me y'all's three keys for Florida State taking down the Demon Deacons on Saturday night. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, first off, I really think Florida State needs to get its running game back on track against Wake Forest. Florida State finished with 23 carries for 103 yards and a score against Clemson. I, I don't, I don't know how they 
they ended up with those numbers. I guess LeBourne's long touchdown at the end really kind of overinflated what actually happened on the field. But Cam Akers finished with just nine carries for 34 yards in the last game. Florida State's going to need him to get up into triple digits against Wake Forest, maybe even, you know, double dip on the ground, get two two touchdowns or more. Defensively, it's just it's going to come down to, to stopping the pass. Wake Forest loves to throw the ball. They average over 300 passing yards a game. And Trevor Lawrence, he, he really picked Florida State apart in his uh, – spare time on the field i just knew he was going to have his best game of the year you just i felt it coming he on he yeah he honestly did outside of uh one interception which uh hamza nasrildin made a great play on so orsay's defense gonna need to get back on track defending the pass that uh defensive backfield has really been worked for most of the season and then finally turnovers florida state Got dominated in the turnover facet against Clemson. Obviously, you have those three picks. Um, I believe there was a, a lost fumble sprinkled in there as well. And Clemson only turned the ball over, what was it, twice? I want to say twice. So I believe it was 4-2 to two in uh, turnover ratio. And we're just saying can't do that against Wake Forest because, like we talked about, Demon Deacons have an offense that is going to put the ball in the end zone. They're going to put points up on the board. And when you turn the ball over, you're just going to let yourself get more and more down, especially if their offense is clicking like it was against Louisville. Uh, I would say the keys in my mind are uh, Wake Forest is fifth in the country uh, in third down conversion percentage. Uh, That is a number of uh, 0.53. And so the key there is is getting getting off the field on third down. Wake Forest can certainly move the ball at a very high rate. Um, They're capable at pretty much every level. Um, They have a couple capable receivers and a a stable of backs. Um, And so Florida State really is going to have to get off the field on third down. Uh, They're going to have to um, put Wake Forest in in third and long. Um, And and so, you know, it's pretty obvious you always got to get off the field on third down, but it's not something Florida State's been great at this year. And so – Florida State's kind of opportunity here to show, um, you know, that they've taken a big step forward as a defense, and so uh, look for that. And the, and the other kind of like Dustin said is, is establishing the ground game. Uh, when Cam Akers is rolling, this offense just goes with him. So getting him going again, and and uh, hopefully having a big day for Cam, um, and you should see the Knowles pull out the victory in my mind. Well, two of my keys are the exact same. That was just uh, <laughs> getting off the field on third down. That's going to be huge, and we've struggled with it all season. And again, establishing the run, it helps whoever plays quarterback this week. It helps them out so much getting in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. If we can get some five, six-yard gains on first down, you're not worrying about what you're doing with the quarterback. Uh, my last key is bringing the nasty back. Last week against Clemson, they just looked soft. They didn't. They just didn't match up physically. And yeah, it is Clemson, but you still want to see them at least play physical, play hard every single snap. Uh, trying to bring that nasty back, that's that's going to be the thing I'm looking out for the most. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to add just one on here uh, before we move the score prediction. I, I was just going to add, I think coaching two. I think Kendall Browse is also going to have to call a pretty smart game. I mean, I think he knows they're going to have to score quite a bit of points. Uh, if the defense isn't going to step up and help uh, 
Browse and them are going to have to score. Uh, and I think by right now, I mean, it's we're heading into Wednesday. Florida State needs to go ahead and know who their quarterback is um, and continue with that. There shouldn't be much of any more competition going on or whatever it is they're going through. Uh, they need to stick with this quarterback and, and kind of get a game plan, a full, full game plan going because offensively they're going to have to score a lot of points. And I'm looking at Kendall Browse for this game. He's got to kind of bounce back after what happened this last weekend which I didn't like a lot of the play calling that was being made in the situations and kind of knew in what their quarterback or the quarterbacks weren't doing. I just don't, it just didn't look like they were really prepared for that game. Uh, so uh, we'll see uh, how Kendall Bryles uh, runs this offense uh, and we'll see on Saturday night. So score predict score prediction time. Um, who are, I don't know the numbers in here. But I think I've only had one loss. I think we all have one after the Boise State game because we've predicted Florida State to win that one. But we were off. But we'll, we'll, we'll get one. Coming into next week, we'll make sure we get the numbers jotted down because we've had a few guys sometimes not be able to be on the podcast. Um, but I, I think I'm one of the higher percentages of being right. Um, yeah, you're tied with so, me, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <I just can't. laughs> All right, so enough of my, me trying to get some praise, which didn't really work. Uh, who wants to start off giving score? I think the rookie has to start off first. Oh. Our guest has to start off first. Oh with, man, with his That's score prediction. I know it's been, it's been. Uh, you like that? It's been on this document for almost an hour now. <laughs> so yeah, everybody's had some time to think. It always turns out to be where, yeah, always, it, like, whoa, it what just matter. happened? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter at all. That's guys for you. That's guys in college. That's what happened to you. But, yeah, go ahead and take your time, Austin. But go ahead and do it right now, though. We need your score prediction. Um, well, I'll stick with my total points of around 90. Um, I, I really think Wake Forest is going to pull it out, but I think it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. I'll, mm, say, okay. I'll say 48-42 Wake Forest. Wow. This is going to be interesting, boys. 48-42. Who's the leading? Mm, well, that's kind of hard with quarterback. You don't know a quarterback. But <laughs> who's your leading scorer? Uh, let's, let's go Let's Kalen go Laybourne. I think he's going to get a little bit more action this yeah. week. I know I'm going to be totally wrong. But bold, bold why prediction. not? Okay, bold prediction. We didn't know that we didn't talk about that though. But Caleb Bourne was your leading rusher on Saturday, and he scored his first collegiate touchdown. Happy for him. Um, still, I think Cam Akers is a guy moving forward. But shoot, whenever Kalen gets the chance to be in there, he does uh, usually put full effort into it. That's for sure. All right, Fisher, you want to give it to us? We're working the back order here. Absolutely. Um... Saving the worst for last. Uh, I get it. Um, <laughs> Florida State opened as okay. a two-and-a-half-point underdog to Wake Forest. Um, I think that's that's spot on. I, I see. Hmm. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I, I, I really I wanna I wanna say that Wake Forest is gonna win, uh, but, but I got I'm I'm picking Florida State to win. Uh, I I think. I'm going to regret saying this. I just know that <laughs> I'm going to be wrong about it because I'm wrong about it. Every, um, but it's, it's, I think it's the, the, 
the part of me that just wants it to happen so bad. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! I think, I think I think Florida State is going to respond well. Um, I, I think that based off of what we've heard so far, uh, Sunday practice was a really productive practice, just as far as um, you know, not uh, this game, the Clemson game, affect the the rest of the season. Here and here and talk of of Marvin Wilson making guys run sprints at practice for for pouting and. Um, you know, this is a game where Florida State. This is a week where Florida State could easily fold, uh, and and you know get extremely discouraged. But I, I don't think that the leaders on this team are going to let that happen. I think Marvin Wilson demands respect, and he he's earned respect. And I think guys are going to play for Helton. They're going to play for Woodby, and and uh, and I and I know that Blackman is certainly frust- frustrated as well. So I I have enough faith in those guys and 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 leaders and uh, and what they bring. The table, so I think Florida State's gonna have a good week of practice and bounce back. And, and I think, um, really, you know what they got to do is just put the hands, the ball in the hands of Terry and, and in the hands of, of Cam, um, and they, they should be able to pull it out. So I got Florida State winning forty-two to thirty-eight in a in a contested uh, offensive game. I'm gonna be wrong though; it's going to be wrong. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <sighs> Dustin just gonna kind of leave. <laughs> so, got a kinda stat not. for you guys. Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't know if it's a all right, Lee Corso. Lee Corso, where are we on college game day? <laughs> two numbers. I know that. Um, this is actually something I, I picked up off a podcast I was listening to over the weekend. But back to back. Um, sorry, Power Five conference teams. On a back-to-back road game, are one and nine. the The only team that's won a back-to-back road game is a team that had lost the week prior. So, with that said, Florida State lost last week to Clemson. I think they pull off a one and one back-to-back roadie. Beat Wake Forest this weekend. I'm gonna go 45-41. Gonna be a really high-scoring game, regardless of who uh, quarterbacks Wake Forest. And I want to say who who quarterbacks Florida State. Either way, both defenses in this game aren't going to be able to hold up against the uh, offensive firepower they're facing. Obviously, we know a lot about Florida State's playmakers, but Wake Forest has some guys too. Our wide receiver Sage Surratt this season he has, he already has 711 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. Receiver directly behind him, Scotty Washington, has 498 yards and seven touchdowns. The 16 total touchdown catches between them are more than Florida State's entire roster. So this is a team that loves to throw the ball deep, loves to go to these two down the field, and a lot of the times they reward their quarterback with a big play. And then you also have the Wake Forest running game, which is already over 1,200 yards on the season and, and 11 scores on its own. And, you know, we've kind of talked about that that weird mesh point that Wake Forest has in, in their read options. So. That'll be an interesting flavor that Florida State's going to need to have something to respond against this weekend. But it's going to be a really high-scoring game. I think Florida State bounces back after their worst game of the season. They respond the right way. Well, perfect, guys. Thank you guys for your prediction. That's going to pretty much do it. Uh, I don't think I'm going to give much. <laughs> um, this one for me is pretty interesting. Um. I don't want to have two losses on my record book. That's why I was talking about Florida State. Yeah, no, this one, this one's tough. Um, 
My gut is telling me Wake Forest, man. It's telling me that. Uh, I've <sighs> the one thing that I think is a big favor for Florida State is that their start, starting quarterback is pretty questionable right now. Uh, a shoulder injury is no joke, definitely for a quarterback. Use his arm. Um, but the thing is, I'm not too uh, don't feel too much better with that because Sam Hartman. Uh, is a decent cat too, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. He's not amazing. He's not terrible, but he's, he's a decent quarterback for Wake Forest. Um, uh, he complains that we weren't ready, and then listen to this man. Yeah, he, well, he's we've all said ours, and now he's sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, the hypocrisy is wild. Yeah, it is unreal. Well, I don't, I don't know because if, if if I go wake, then it's two two. You know, two guys got Florida State. Uh, do I leave the rookie by himself and pick Florida State, and he's by there, and then he wins it? You know, I'm thinking about us for as a podcast as a whole, Dustin and Fisher. We can't have the rookie and come out of this with the with the dub. Oh man, um, I love it. I'd get more views on my articles. Let's do it. <laughs> go with Florida State. People would actually start believing your articles. They'd think you're a a wizard. Um, I'm going to go, I, I do think the promising thing though, Florida state re, uh, on their side of things is because of Marvin Wilson and, and leadership coming up. Like they said, they didn't quit still. I, I mean, they still get annihilated by Clemson. They didn't quit. It still fathoms me, but, um, Marvin Wilson, they had a practice on Sunday and he said that, you know, keep running extra reps. Um, and he was kind of getting tired of, players pouting and I think guys like Corey Durden and Marvin Wilson are, are huge for leadership definitely defensively but you know I, I think got to have some leadership from Blackman coming through I'm gonna go oh I do think Florida State should win this game they got to change my eight. pick no <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Florida State Florida State should win this game um and they gotta keep one quarterback out there. If it's two quarterbacks, they will not win this game. Um, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go Florida State. Uh, not a, not that high scoring for me. I'm gonna go Florida State, 34, Wake Forest, 28. It's still gonna be a close uh, game points wise, but I don't think it will be that high scoring as the other guys think. Um, I'd like to yeah. switch my pick. I've had a change of heart. No, no, you have not. Sam Hartman, career game coming up. Forty-eight, <laughs> forty-five. Wake Forest. Put put that down. Oh, so Dustin just flipped his. He's picking Wake Forest. You almost oh, yeah. The same one of, score one of us. One of us is coming. Oh, did I? I said forty-eight, forty-two. It was close. Okay. Fifty-two, well, forty-five. Wake Forest. Perfect. Wow. Okay, so Dustin and one of us will have two losses after this week. I guarantee well, I, it. I already One did, of us so I'm will. going on three. <laughs> well, all right. Both leaders from here to Spear. Who's going to win this one? All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the podcast. This is full of everything basketball-wise, Clemson, quarterback talk, Wake Forest, Monday mailbag, everything. So uh, if you stuck with us, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Hear the Spear. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast about anywhere, but in particular, you can listen to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, um, 
and YouTube, and I know there's some other ones, but you can find it anywhere. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you're on iTunes, make sure you also subscribe and leave a five-star rating. It helps us grow on YouTube uh, if you're enjoying it. Uh, we all, we've been enjoying the feedback you've been giving us. It's been growing very quickly, and it's very nice to see you guys engaging, and, and we really enjoy doing this uh, at midnight now. <laughs> Good thing I have classes. Most of us have classes tomorrow. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and we will talk to you guys in our instant reaction to Wake Forest uh, in the coming days this weekend.